0: Welcome to Dare to Use the F Word, the podcast that brings you stories about how millennials are taking on feminist ideas and making them their own. I'm Rebecca Lee Douglas.
1: And I'm Adair Claim Peter Ross, Barnard Class of 2014. Dare to Use the F Word is a production of Barnard College and the Barnard Center for Research on Women. This is the second half of a two part series we're doing called Young Feminists Around the World.
0: Earlier this fall, we interviewed millennial women from Kenya, Georgia, and Nepal. They were all raised in communities where it's especially difficult for girls to obtain an education.
1: In spite of this, all three of these women went on to achieve advanced degrees. And now they're working as activists to improve the conditions for young women in the communities in which they grew up. Today, we're devoting the entire show to the story of one girl, Nilab Nisrat. Nilab is from Afghanistan, and she's now a senior at a high school in Vermont. But we were able to record her telling her story while she was here in New York City for Barnard's pre-college program. We should also mention that this story begins in post-9-11 Afghanistan, which means that it presents a unique set of challenges for us as a U.S.-based feminist media outlet, Our show hopes to create a space in which feminists can share the stories of their own individual journeys without being asked to speak for other women from their culture or country. We present Nilab's story as an example of incredible strength in the face of real and extraordinary challenges and often violence, and hope that her story will underscore that it is all types of violence itself that harm women. This includes not just the violence that Nilab describes having experienced in Afghanistan but also the violence of the U.S.'s policy of invasion, war, and increased militarization.
2: Uh, my name is Nilab Nasrat. I'm from Afghanistan, and I am 17 years old. When I was 11 years old, my, my dad committed suicide. He put himself in fire in front of us. It was the horrible uh, time of my life. I can never forget the minute. Even now, it's six years ago, but still I do remember it, like if it was yesterday. My dad let me, my brother, my sister, all of us go to school, get education. He told my mom, you don't have to wear burqa. You can be free. This is your life. You want to enjoy your life. So this was the reason that my grandfather, my uncle, and everyone hated him. He was tired. So finally, he committed suicide. In Afghanistan, it's a rule. If the husband dies, you have to marry the brother of the husband. And my mom said that I am not going to marry anyone He's a good man or bad man, I don't
0: care. I don't want to marry. Nilab is referring to a lever at marriage, a custom which requires a widow to marry her deceased husband's brother. Nilab says that her mother was able to avoid marriage, but she wasn't allowed to live in the house alone with her children.
2: She asked my cousin, my uh, uncle's son, to come and live with us. He was a really bad guy. He had a relationship with bad people. <coughs> One day, he kidnapped someone. It was a two-year-old child, and he brought it to our house.
0: What allegedly happened was that Nilab's cousin kidnapped a child and convinced Nilab's mother that he was just babysitting for a friend. But the police came to the house and arrested the two adults there, Nilab's cousin and her mother. They were both put on trial. In the court, I'm not going to be against my mom. I,
2: I won't lie, that my mom was a kidnapper, and they said that you're like your mom, and you should be like a rat in the prison. My uncle bribed the judge, and the judge gave a fifteen year sentence to my mom. I was with my mom in prison and I was really I was crying all the time, and my mom was afraid that I might get some sickness or maybe suddenly something will happen to me and I will die or something. In Afghanistan,
1: it's relatively common for children to go to prison with their parents if they don't have another family member who can take them. But Nilab desperately wanted to leave. When she was 13 years old, she got that chance because of Women for Afghan Women. Women for Afghan Women is a women's human rights organization based in Kabul and New York. They were founded in April 2001, six months before 9-11. Today, they have seven women shelters throughout Afghanistan. But at this point in Nilab's story, they were just starting out. Members of the group had been spreading the word about their new initiative, a children's support center, which would provide children of inmates with education, support, and a safe place to live. Nilab was so enthusiastic that she was the first child enrolled in the center, even before it existed. But in the months while it was being built, she went to live in a women's shelter there, where she met many women who had fled from punishments for quote-unquote moral crimes. They were in danger of being murdered for shaming their families. There were women and girls who had been sold to other families as restitution for crimes, women who had been forced to marry, and women who had been forbidden to marry someone they loved. Their lives were in danger because of the extreme stigma associated with their violations.
2: When I went to a uh, women's woman's shelter, this was the first time that really changed changed my life. I saw so many women. They had so many problems with their families. Before, I thought that family is the only one. When you're in trouble, when you have problems, they will be the one who will solve it for you. But these women, it was their families that were really cruel to them. It, it was the time that I decided that I should be the someone who can do something for them. I should make some changes and I, I didn't know, like, how can I achieve this goal. After six months I'm at the shelter, I moved to Children's Support Center. It was a great place. And they brought more, all of the children from the prison into the center. So we were living together, we were getting education together. I was in the Children's Support Center for
0: three years. Sunita Vishwanad is the co-founder of Women for Afghan Women, and she says that she found Nalab to be extremely eloquent and deeply emotionally intelligent. In 2011, Nilab was invited to leave the shelter and come to New York to speak about her experience at the Women for Afghan Women's 10th Anniversary Gala. She received a standing ovation for her speech.
1: At the time, Nilab was staying with Sunita. She has three boys and in a house with so many men. She says that she bonded with Nilab as a sort of daughter, a sister, and a friend. Sunita says that if Nilab returned to Afghanistan, she would likely have to marry young. But Nilab wanted to continue her education and become a lawyer. So Sunita and Nilab started brainstorming ways for her to stay in the U.S. and receive an education. They found a high school in Vermont that offered to pay for her studies.
2: So with the help of women for Afghan women, I went and visited the Patni school with one of them. At the end of the day, they gave me a three-year full scholarship. It was one of the best moments in my life. I knew that this is the way... Now I'm one step forward to my goals, but I still need to go back and take a student visa because I was on tourist visa. I went back to Afghanistan. I was living in the children's support center. Then I took the student visa, and it was really nice because the, not, the day that I took my visa, my mom got out of prison.
0: Nulab was thrilled that her mother was released, but the timing was pretty ironic. She had waited four years to be with her family, and now that she finally could, she was scheduled to go back to the United States to start school.
2: And this was one of the difficult decisions that I needed to choose. Do I want to achieve my goals and go to the United States, or do I want my family? And I said, that's true that I love my family so much, but there are so many women that they need me. They really need my help in the future. I came to the United States and I started school in Vermont uh, at the Putney School. My goal is for the future. Hopefully I will get into a really good college that will provide me uh, a really higher degree because if I have a really higher degree, then I will have a higher uh, position in Afghanistan. And it's really hard in Afghanistan to make changes if you don't have power. I want to be in parliament in Afghanistan and uh, fight for human and woman's right. And the way that I will define feminism, feminism is equal rights between men and women. And what feminists are doing is just making a peaceful society because women have been victims for uh, for decades now. So I think we need to make equal rights and make balance in society.
1: Milab is currently applying to colleges in the United States. After that, she's hoping to go to law school. But right now, she's enjoying being a teen at the Putney School, where she studies hard, but also enjoys ballet and figure painting. You can learn more about the work of Women for Afghan Women at their website, womenforafghanwomen.org.
0: Thank you, Nilab Nisrat, for sharing your story with us. And thanks to the co-founder of Women for Afghan Women, Sunita Vishvanad, for filling us in on the details. Thanks also to Kibret Yabeti for your help on this episode. And a special thanks to Sarah Dooley, who composed our podcast theme. And of course, to my co-host, Adair Klein-Peter Ross. The musical clips that we use are by Poddington Bear.
1: Check out the website for the Barnard Center for Research on Women at bcrw.barnard.edu. And send your questions, comments, and ideas for future shows to bcrw at barnard.edu.
0: That's all we have for today, but Adair, whose name is absolutely perfect for this show, she would like to leave you with Adair. Use the F word.